<laughs> Jesus, Vic. Oh. All right. Hello and welcome to Podcast 8. This is week 28 of the year. This year is flying by. Just when you think it just started, it's all. I'm barely getting used to writing down 2018 on things, and soon it's going to change and I'll get it wrong again. Um, this podcast is the JRE Review, the Joe Rogan Experience Review of the Week. What I do here and uh, oftentimes with a guest, is I continue the conversation with the Joe Rogan experience. So we listen to the podcast for the week and uh, and then just kind of break them down, things that were interesting, things that I like talking about that uh, other people do, and we get into it with other fans and other listeners or just really anyone who wants to come on my podcast and, and talk about this stuff. I'm joined today by my good buddy Eddie, who's been on before. Hi guys, how you doing? Thank you so much for having me, Adam. Always Thanks for coming, Ed. Thanks, Thanks for coming. And uh, we're here in uh, sunny Santa Monica, sweating our balls off in the heat. <laughs> I was going to have some fans on because I just do not do well with the heat, but it's too noisy and it makes all of the podcasts sound shitty. So uh, for the sake of quality, I will be sweating profusely uh, throughout this whole thing. You're welcome. You're welcome. And you, also welcome, Eddie. Thank you. <laughs> you sweat a bit too. Huh? It's fucking hot. What is the temperature? Alexa, what's the temperature? Right now, it's 75 degrees. Oh, oh bullshit. That's, oh, that's 75. Not- <laughs> Alexa doesn't know anything, That everybody. is not true. Yeah. At least 12 more degrees. <laughs> this podcast will now never be sponsored by Amazon. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> All right, so uh, Joe had on this week. Uh, actually, what I did is I kind of split the week up. So last week, Joe had on Theo Vaughn, the end of last week, and I, I did up to that. Theo Vaughn, if you're a Joe Rogan listener, you know that he's a stand-up comedian, very funny dude, super nice guy. I spoke to him a few times at the comedy store, and he really is one of the most approachable nicest friendliest and coolest guys and very funny um you know you meet those kind of like odd characters sometimes that say funny things and they do it kind of all the time they can always find the absurdity in anything and theo is definitely one of those guys he is terrific at just observing a very normal event and coming out with something really bizarre and i I love talking to this guy. He's fantastic. That's, that's the best to listen to. I love oh, that. yeah. Because we all get too <laughs> man. serious, man. We all get too serious. And it's so creative, too. You're kind of, you're thinking this, and you're like, ooh, I never thought of that. And you get a little chuckle out of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, he's trained to do it. You know, he's, this is what he does for a living. So he's constantly trying to, like, extract the comedy out of everything, which takes a lot of practice. It's kind of exhausting. But once you get in that gear, it must be really entertaining, even... <laughs> even a little bit kind of crazy at the same time but maybe that's what makes you a good comedian i'm sure you could have i'm sure you could have come up with something pretty good if you got some of that vanilla latte that you just had at the coffee bean oh yeah (laughs) yeah guys i just met eddie down and got a coffee and i ordered one and it was literally the worst coffee i've ever had in my life it, I, I can't even describe why it's so bad. It's like it's 90% vanilla syrup or something. I don't know. I'm going to have to... Maybe she was trigger happy. <laughs> she got excited. I shouldn't have said the word tomato to her so many times. Uh, yeah, so so with Theo, he, he, uh, he started the podcast just by getting into movies, actually. Like movies that he loved, movies from the past. One of the really good ones was Mars Attacks. You remember that movie? I, that's many years ago. Many yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. but it's a fucking hilarious movie. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like a 1950s spoof, right? So it's like those cheesy alien invasion movies from the 1950s where the aliens have the big heads and the glass things and the little laser zappy yeah. guns and, and they just like a hot model come on yeah like, yeah, ah. yeah oh no and then, and the aliens are like Rrr. yeah and and uh <laughs> jack nicholson in it plays the president but he also plays oh. like another role and it's clearly him as well which i think is also a play on like 50s movies because maybe sometimes they would put like the like the main bad guy would also be the good guy as an actor just or like up. just at, yeah just in a like a yeah, exactly. They, they give him a different hat, <laughs> and that's it. His, his <laughs> accent doesn't change low, at all. Very low, low, low budget. Like, hold on a second. 
the other actor didn't show up. Yeah. You're this guy. But I love those. I love that like retro feel of like when they when they bring back a movie or they make a new version of it but it's in the in like an older feel like Stranger Things. Right, the TV show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's great because we all love it because it's like the 80s. It's like being in the 80s again. It's like, like yeah. I want to watch it and then afterwards go outside, get on my BMX yeah. and go jump some ramps in the woods like, with my like, friends. Well, yeah, like watching like Goonies or something. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that kind of stuff with like the K's and stuff. And you're mm-hmm. like, or, yeah, you're like a little kid. Exactly. And, and I love that they kind of, when they bring those sorts of things back and, I, and I'm sure that movie did, the, did a very similar thing. Um, in the sense of like, uh, I mean, even you take Guardians of the Galaxy has done that too. Oh, yeah. Because didn't they, they like kidnapped the main guy, the aliens did like in the 80s, so that he's kind of stuck in the 80s, even though he's in the future in space. Because he has his little like tape recorder, yeah, and he plays that, and it's like some 80s soundtrack that he listens to. And yeah, there's, uh, you have to go back, even like with Spaceballs, where the Mel Brooks was good, and you had, uh, Remember that? Oh yeah, Spaceballs is fucking hilarious. Used the Schwartz. Oh, used the Schwartz. That movie was <laughs> Rick Moranis fantastic. Is the, little, the little tiny. Uh, Remember when those, <laughs> like those, those guys that they're like, we need to comb the desert, and they're out there with giant combs, uh-huh. and he gets to the last guy. He's just one black dude with an afro comb. They're like, you find anything? He goes, we ain't found shit. It's just crazy. It was so many bits like that. But in watching that, movie. that as a little kid, you're like. like is that supposed to be the funny? Oh, that's good. You know, have you ever seen History of the World Part One? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that still makes me laugh so hard. That's great because I mean, it, it's a bit dated now. It's like yeah. if you get younger people to watch it, it's harder for them to get yeah, it. You know, yeah. But but for us, it's but the days of Rome, this and that, they have everything going on with Caesar, and then you do have the one guy with the afro. Like he he has a jukebox playing Funky Town, just walking past, <laughs> and you're like. What did it, where did what? that come from? Cool. You're like, yeah. Town? He, he, yeah. Mel Brooks is like on the edge of ridiculousness for sure. Yeah. But ridiculousness exists. I mean, look at Guardians of the Galaxy. Isn't there a raccoon in that? There is, yeah. Like a, that has a voice. <laughs> and it's the guy from uh, The Hangover, the good looking one. Oh, what's his name? Uh, he's been on everything. I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. He's in tons of stuff. Well, anyway, he does the voice. So he, oh, he doesn't even that. get to be in it. He just does the voice. Oh, and that's so funny. You know, oh, talking about raccoons, uh, they're fucking everywhere, man. I saw one of them the other day just coming down ocean. One just ran, just jumped straight into the track, like into the sewer bit. You know when, they, when it opens up yeah. next to the pavement? Of course, yeah. Yeah, and Joe and Theo were talking about the same thing. They were talking about how these fucking things are everywhere. And you don't think about it because, one, you almost never see them. But, you know, but two, you should because they're big. They're like the size of a dog. And they can go into your trash. I mean, they can go everywhere. They can climb on your roof. Or like, they, why is this not a bigger problem? Or actually go into the, where people have for their dogs and just crawl on the little um, doggy door. Do they go in there? They have. Jesus you Christ. Want, want here's some pretty wild. So we're, we're down at the beach. It was at night. Everyone's having beers down at, down at Dean's. And with Mary, we were like, it was like a, a, a foggy day that night. And it was like, the, 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 what? I just want, there was two coyotes walking the boardwalk and it was like get out it of was there. like 11 at night and we're like did i just see that and it was like can you imagine you're just if you've been drinking if you're walking with a little kid and there's two coyotes coming at you on the beach are you sure they were coyotes, they were coyotes yeah because they i guess they've done it before oh wow we were told, yeah this happens sometimes where they venture you know from all the way from malibu where they come they get lost Whatever. Next, you know, they're looking for food. They they're scary looking. Yeah, they you, look like really nasty German shepherds, don't they? Can, like you, just can you imagine rough. if you're just like you may, you're sitting down and I had too much, and all of a sudden there's two coyotes. But it's what we don't think about. They are yeah. everywhere. They really are. I mean, another thing, like for example, in the past, you know, the Roman times, right? They were talking, and Joe and Theo were talking about like the gladiator tournaments, right? So where when we think of these things, like even a coyote, you're like, oh, I could just kick a coyote in the head. No, they probably <laughs> fuck you up. Like big yeah. dogs will fuck you up. Almost everything will, right? But then back in those days, they would put people up against lions. Like they give them a sword and a shield and you go against the 500 pound cat and it's like, clearly you're going to get fucked up. Well, like how, how many people with swords and shields do you think it would take to kill one lion? 
That's a great that's more than ten. Topic. Yeah, I because he's, he's going to keep on coming at you, dude. It's going to be a flesh wound every time you you get him a little bit. And it's dude, they like, move so fast, you wouldn't even get them. Probably, they just. They, have you ever seen them swipe when they're like? Whoa! Oh, I yeah. mean, it's like it's it, like faster than a boxer. They have. It's like a Bruce Lee. They have that reach too. Yeah, and just fucked. kind of like, ooh, did I just get? And that, but that's the thing. We're yeah. so removed from these things that we don't even know really what they are. Imagine a raccoon, right? It's just a raccoon, but it's in this room, and it's pissed, and it can't get out. What the fuck are you going to do? Nothing. Yeah. At best, you'll throw a blanket over it, (laughs) and you'll maybe kick it or (laughs) run away. or You're not going to jump on it. That thing will tear through that blanket. But the thing is, once you kick him, you're going to make in the hot weather, you would... He would lose his mind. Yeah, he's... Well, yeah. And then he's got to find his way out of here, so it's like you open your door, and you're like... Actually, it's this way, buddy. I mean, when you do put little cheese. Yeah, no, yeah, they're just gonna attack you. Well, the, <laughs> the the biggest thing, and it's something that I've talked about uh, on this before, and Joe talks about all the time, is a bear attack that some of his professional hunter buddies had to deal with. Right. So he has a buddy called Steve Ranello, uh-huh. who uh, um, Steve Ranello is is a world class hunter. Went it, it has. A hunting show called Meat Eater and I think Apex Warrior like on Discovery or the fucking hunting channel or whatever great though it's really interesting he knows his stuff he went with a a bunch of other world class hunters right so there's like I think there's like eight of them in camp everyone has their macho story of like what they do right like oh if I'm on a plane and some terrorists are there this is what I do if I'm in a mall and there's a shooter this is what I do like every man just has this like it's like it's like why every guy thinks he knows how to fight when he doesn't it's just like we have to have it in our mind otherwise our ego collapses if we just walked around all day realizing how much of a bitch we really are (laughs) yeah we would have no confidence it would suck we'd be like oh scared of fucking everything so so you know, but these world-class hunters, you kind of think, well, they're allowed to have their theory of, like, what to do if a bear attacks. Like, they're no, and they'll be able to kill it. And, of course, they're the best. Dude, they kill an elk. It's, like, hanging from a tree or whatever they do with it. While they were gone, I guess a bear came and claimed the elk, but, like, fucked off again to take a shit or whatever bears do, <laughs> yeah. do his emails. And he comes back while they're in camp, charges through the camp. Oh. He ran, the, these things can move so fast, but luckily there were so many of them that it didn't know which way to go. It didn't know who to chase because it was like eight people, so it got confused. If there was just like one or two, it would have oh, just done, eaten yeah. both. Dude, it ran through, knocking them over, snapping in their faces, ended up running down a hill with one of these guys on his back because oh. it just like, you know, he got hit by it. Yeah. No one got a shot off. No one got to their guns. One dude hit it with a ski pole. And it fucked off. And they were all just left there like, oh my God. Let's not forget. Wow. And those are hunters. Yeah, people are just always like, save the bears. And I'm like, you wouldn't be saving shit if they were in your neighborhood. If they were near your kids. If you saw one of them flip over a, a car, you'd be like, these things got to go. <laughs> yeah. These things got to go because we are not strong enough to deal you're with this sitting, shit. You're, you're, you're like a hippie with you know some of the people smoking <laughs> yeah. whatever. You're like, hey, good. Hey, I got a Subway sandwich. I got, you know, this now you're eating it. And you just turn to your left. You feel something. It's like this grizzly bear just looking at you. I mean, you're oh, done. You're bite done. Bite your fucking head off. <laughs> they wouldn't even give a shit. Hey, man, relax. We are so stupid <laughs> in like physical capacity next to a bear. It's It's something else and I'm not saying we they're not amazing and we should take care of them I'm, I think yeah. that they should have lots of habitat just nowhere near anywhere I go ever thank you <laughs> it, maybe the zoo that's it's, it it's kind of yeah, like dropping a, what we, dropping a tiger off in the city and just <laughs> well, everyone I mean right <clears throat> well, dropping them just letting them loose out of downtown yeah Jesus I mean uh, yeah, it's not good it, it can't be where we are there's a reason we don't allow those things to happen. We're scared of them. If that happens, they fucking you, kill all the different us. people, like on their phones, go doing the this, and all of a sudden, this, there's just a tiger sitting right there. You know, yeah. everyone's so like. Nah, they probably the- wouldn't even notice. They carry on sending <laughs> fucking food until that thing. Or doing bit a quick, their head doing selfies with the tiger. <laughs> as he's like. Hey, have you ever thought of doing a 23andMe DNA test? You know, you've heard of these? Is that where I find out what my ancestors are? Mm-hmm. I thought about it. What is your background? Uh, well... Gypsy? Well, I'm actually mostly <laughs> gypsy, but uh, mostly Polish. Actually, my 
Uh, it, it'd be interesting because... Oh, so my, I spot on then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Polish gypsy. <laughs> Can you tell my so you're So you're, you're Polish and on what side? Mother, well, father? Well, kind sides? of, I guess both sides. See, my grandfather, um, with my name, I'm a third. Edward Charles Vincent III. But my grandfather came from Ellis Island as a kid. Yeah. You know, from Poland during everything going on right, right. over there. And so actually, when he came as an orphan, like the nuns gave him that name. So technically, my name isn't even real. Oh, shit. So it'd be interesting. At the same time, I think a little... Well, it's little not sp- ancestry. It doesn't give you your like name. Yeah. 23andMe is DNA. It, oh, it just okay. shows like what parts of whatever you are. Like you could be like partially Neanderthal, and and it would show. That. I would see that. I could yeah. see that happening. It's like percentages of what. I, it's funny because when Half Theo Vaughn was on the <laughs> podcast, he was like, "I don't, I don't care what it says. I just don't want to be French." And I thought that was great. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Yeah, that's just like so original. Like what of all the things? Like I don't even think it says oh mm. French. It would just say like Northern European or whatever. <laughs> well, it'd be funny too if like one of like a certain like that. Maybe you tease all the time and that kind of stuff, and they're like, hey. It came back. You're da 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 da. Yeah, like this. Well, there goes my you're, there goes my routine. Well, what happens if it came back with a big question mark and it's like you're part alien? You're like, oh wait, what? They're like, we need to take you away. Something <laughs> yeah. is they like coming for you. Like I should have never done that. That I just don't know what people are getting out of it. Apart from like just a tiny bit of curiosity, what is it doing? You know what I mean? I guess I'm okay with not knowing. I guess I have a pretty good idea. You know what I mean? I mean. <clears throat> Nah, it doesn't matter, right? Let's not know that we're aliens. Talking about aliens. Best sci-fi movie of all time, Aliens 1. What do you think? Boy, uh, sci-fi, sci-fi horror. Is that how you define it? I don't even know how you define that. Do you remember The Thing? That was pretty scary. God, that was good. The that Thing scary. was that, that good. That scared me as a kid. Yeah, really good. In the, like, the Arctic, right? Yeah. And the alien came, and who was the guy, the main guy? Really, I like that dude. It's been so, was it not? Kurt Russell? It was no. Or Jeff yeah. Bridges? Or no, Kurt Russell. Russell. It was scary. I mean, as a kid, I remember seeing that, and it came on when cable started coming on in the early 80s, and actually scared me. When that guy's chest opened up, and like, but it was up there. The 80s were really good at making horror. I think, stuff, yeah. What was making it good? They were like the special effects when you watch them now are cheesy, but back then it was like real because it was a lot of like that slow mo kind of like crab walking alien like looking like it was what do they call that time lapse camera stuff? It was like models, right? And they'd make a move and it'd be like and and the guts would all and then also the the suspense too. And they were written all of a sudden, you know, they had the camera angles over there, the persons that hear something. Oh, all a sudden, lot of shadows. That's right, because they, yeah, didn't yeah. Ha- they didn't have the CGI, they didn't have the special effects, so they had to, they had to create that up, tension. Yeah. I think that's why I liked Aliens 1 so much. Because they never even showed that whole alien until, like, the, to end. the end. Yeah. It was just, like, the face or an arm or a leg. Predator, they did the Predator oh, bit yeah. like that, too. Um, but yeah, they really the, set those the, up well. The suspense, when you kind of see it, when you're just, like... And usually, so I'm sure that when they did it, they made it so the that alien was, hey, this is it's time to shine. Let's yeah. let's doll it up like the yeah. best we can. Yeah. And then so when you do see it, it's like, ooh, you know what I mean? It's kind of like. But by the second aliens, they'd shown it. Yeah. So they were just throwing those aliens at it left and right. You know, those Marines killed like a thousand aliens. Yet in the first one, you couldn't even kill one because they were so smart. It just it lost a bit. I think the second one. It was like so much of that suspense was gone in a way. The fight at the end was good, though. Even with, um, my sister was into, like, horror films, right? I wasn't. It was just the suspense and, like, the original, like, Friday the 13th and, like, oh, yeah, Halloween. Those, are, those were good, like, those, The suspense kind of came up. We were even, like, you're, you're checking a room, whether it's an alien or it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. You're like, is it, oh, it's not there. And then all of a sudden you can see a shadow, right? You just see a foot or whatever, and you're like... Turn around! <laughs> do, you see, do you still get that now? Do you watch a, a horror movie now, and then at the end of it, you just like pause for a second, and you're like, I, I "I'm just, just going to turn a few lights on here, yeah. like something weird happens." I, I, actually, I, I really don't like the horror movies. I just, I even remember seeing. Um, we were told not to watch, but my cousin and I watched um, uh, when we saw The Exorcist. You know, and that was that seemed so real too. You know, at the time, but. Uh, or even like what was it, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? You know that kind of stuff is uh, just because some of this stuff can be so real too. Where it's like the way they shot it. I don't know if it was just low budget or whatever, but 
What I wasn't t- Texas Chainsaw? That wasn't based on anything real, right? Actually, I believe it was. It was. I believe it was. Yeah. It, so somebody wore someone's skin as a on their face mm-hmm. as a mask, and then chop people up with a chainsaw. It sounds too perfect for a movie for well, that to be real. Well, and the fact yeah. that it happened in Texas too, where you like you just know out there that, like there's gonna be weird towns because it's so big and vast and isolated you know what's interesting I was just talking to my uncle the other day we're just serial killers they come from all the midwest area where I'm from which is interesting Chicago if you think about it yeah but it's I don't know I guess uh, I'm sure back in the day all that weird stuff happened because how would you know right maybe you're a serial killer I maybe my other life. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> as long as we don't find out during this podcast, I'm cool with that. Whatever. I no judgment that. here. <laughs> All right. Next up on uh, Joe for the week was uh, is MMA show uh, MMA thirty four. He is flying through these MMA shows. I mean the 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 speed that Joe Rogan put out podcasts that are like three hours each is absolutely phenomenal. Like he just it seems effortless, but it can't be. It's so impressive the way he does it. So he has a new line of of podcast that he's doing and it's an MMA line so he numbers them differently Josh Barnett is a UFC fighter oh an ex-fighter um, he is the youngest ever UFC heavyweight champion or maybe the youngest champ ever I think he was 23 he's done it all the guy's like 40 now very smart guy bit of a philosopher you know tough dude loves mu- muscle cars and uh, yeah, again, really great conversation, and so cool to like hear somebody talk, you know, in that kind of long form way. You just get to know who they are, right? It's easy to just judge someone and be like, "Oh, they're a meathead," because they're a fighter, and then you learn some like clever shit about them, and you're like, "Oh wow, this this guy is is really fucking interesting." But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the the first thing they got into is their love of muscle cars, and. Really, who doesn't love muscle cars? Of course. One of my favorite things about moving to America when I first did is like getting the chance to see muscle cars. And uh, I remember when I saw my first Mustang Mach 1. It was like, I think it was like 60s car. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just like nothing I'd ever seen. And the fact that like 70s and especially 80s muscle cars are so much worse. You're just like, what happened? What happened to the yeah. design? Like, how did they fucking let it fall off like that? Was just everyone doing so much coke in the 80s, they forgot how to design <laughs> how fucking to design. cars? My buddy um, has a really cool uh, shop right by the airport. He does all classic cars. Oh, uh, right, sweet. Yeah, in fact, I'll take you by there sometimes. You want to For check sure, it out. yeah, definitely. It's right by one of the hangars. <clears throat> but he has all these amazing old muscle cars. And they had, like, Steve McQueen's old car over there. Nice. And old Corvettes. And I just go in there, and you just kind of, you look at, how it's made, the pure steel, and just, you know what I mean, the engines, and you look at it, it's just, and, we, just, and we could still work on them too, which yeah. is nice, you could work on them yourself, too, yeah, which is even, just beautiful you know, works of art, and, it, and, it, and it's like, you know they're that good, because modern cars, you know, in a lot of ways, they're, they're like reviving the muscle car era, they're trying to bring back the new cars with that muscle car feel, there was just something amazing about that time, it was like, wow. What is this? And and to me, being English, it like encapsulated something truly American, truly unique and American. And it kind of represented, you know, the power, the size, the noise, the... the, I mean, it was an animal. It was like, we have the, the, you know, the biggest dogs. You know what I mean? It was just like, there was something... Well, you know what I love, too? I like watching the older movies like that. When they show the muscle car and just the way the sound is and the way it's revving and how it takes off or a car chase, yeah, you know what I mean. Steve how, McQueen and Steve Bullet McQueen and how yeah and how you're how he's handling it and you're just like going, Dude, oh man, you can feel the intensity because such passion, right? Yeah. And, he's, and like, they're not even wearing seatbelts. Uh-huh. It's just they're just oh no airbags, no there's nothing. no crumple zones. You're fucking dead. <laughs> exactly. You only survive that if you're a real man, Eddie. <laughs> exactly. Real man, you just lock those arms yeah. out straight and you say, yeah. I can take this tree on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what uh, what that old Steve McQueen movie when he's running from the Nazis with the motorcycle. Remember he takes it? Oh, he has to make that jump. Great Escape. Great Escape, yeah. yeah. Which he actually he made that himself. He did that jump. No shit. Yeah, there was he, there was no stuntman. He goes, uh-uh, I'm doing it. Fuck that. He cleared that himself, yeah. Oh, my God. Which is, 
Yeah, gotta, Brad Pitt's not doing that no, today. No, 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 no. George Clooney. Or yeah, yeah, no that. chance. He's getting his nails done while someone <laughs> flips over there. He's like, I need a fucking manicure in here. Plug my eyebrows, please. <laughs> exactly. Well, but here's what's beautiful, right? So look at America. And we're talking about a piece of it, something powerful. But the rest of the world is way fucking older when it comes to, like, its history. And I'm not taking anything away from, like, Native Americans right. th- that lived here they have a huge history that's massively diverse and extremely interesting and fascinating. But when you look at the crux of like the, the majorly developed United States as we know it from course, like yeah. 1700 to now, it's very new. So it has a short history, but a hugely complex culture in a sense. Because when you're looking at something like Europe or England or China or like these... These cultures have been around for thousands of years. Well, like so in they, Jerusalem, all those places. Yeah, they have to. They, they develop on top of development. It's like we do this because we're like this. Well, America can redefine it all the time, so they can make like bolder statements that become this is what America is, or even and, just knock something down and go, hey, look, we build it even bigger. But look yeah, at what. Yeah. Look at movies. No other country makes movies like America does. Not even close. We make movies. It, other, I mean, we, I'm a citizen, so I say we when I talk about America because I've lived here forever. But it's, it's just that, uh, you know, other countries will even copy the style of movies. Not all of them, but in a lot of ways they will. It's like America has that down. Not only does it have, like, also the biggest military and also when you think of, like, famous musicians mostly American musicians like it's like not to say the rest of the world doesn't have music but it just doesn't transcend the whole planet in the same way Uh, clothing Nike brands of so many things Apple like it's it's not just because America has the most money it's something to do with this modern young culture that exists that just the the rest of the world want a piece of it I'll tell you being from Chicago when Michael Jordan, I remember that when he was a rookie and Nike gave him his own deal, which was like blew everything out of the water. And like everybody had to have Air Jordans in the 80s. You know, it, yeah. was, it was like and it was like it's it supersized his contract. He had this going on. But like everybody all over the world all of a sudden had to have Air Jordans. Yeah, I, I bought a pair. Yeah. I lived in England. I was nine years old. I bought a pair for 99 pounds. I bought it on a payment plan where I paid two pounds a week. Oh, seriously? Yep. And they had like, it was they were badass. They had like this like jigsaw puzzle, different colors underneath yeah, on the yeah. base. I didn't play basketball. Almost no one I knew played basketball in England. Why the fuck did I want those things? But I did. I, will, I remember wanting them so fucking bad. And when I got them, it was one of those where I was like cleaning them every time I scuffed them. Every, just all the, they were a prized possession. Like the fact that they even had to go on my feet was a shame. If I could have wore them on my hands to keep them clean, I would have done it. You know, around the same time too, going back with music, I remember with the Jordans, then you had Michael Jackson with the glove. Like all of a sudden, everyone all the world, right? Remember, had, yeah. young kids had a glove on their one hand. Uh-huh. And it was like... Yeah, it's just something magical about those people that needs to be emulated. You're like, I want to be magic too. Maybe if I get their shit and dress like them, I'll be that way. I can, right? Just step into it. It makes sense. You kind of emulate a little bit. I mean, it's like copying your dad when you see him do something. You want to be like that, you know? It's like this. This only makes sense. Um, And you know, and and I think some of it speaks to the freedom and the fact that we, you know, in the United States, you can do so much. Right? Okay, it leaves you open to like lunatics doing things, but at least we have the freedom to express ourselves right, however yeah. we want. Because, um, you know, on the Josh Barnett um, podcast with Joe, they were talking about how um, a, a girl in Egypt that was 22 years old made a video about sexual harassment, showing like what it's like and how awful it is in Egypt. She got jailed for eight years for that. She's 22. Oh my God. Yeah. So wow. you talk about the opposite of of expressions, yeah. you know? I mean, it's it's horrendous. And, the, you know, Joe even hits on it, right? There is Islamophobia that exists. Course, and any yeah. racism or prejudice or hatred is a bad thing. We well, you know this. You can't be selective about it. 
But we should also remember that some of these extreme Muslim countries are pretty fucked up to women and homosexuals. And, you know, that should be talked about too. You, couldn't or, ju- or you can't just, just sit there and be like, no, 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 but that's their culture. We got to let them do it. Yeah. She's fucking 22. She made a video. She's trying to express herself. She's a baby trying to figure things out and trying to help other people because maybe no one helped her understand this. Maybe she was sexually assaulted. She has to go to jail for it. Come on, Egypt, get it together. Can you imagine Madonna, the Like a Virgin tour in the 80s, and then her doing, I'm just saying Egypt today, and doing that? I mean, she'd be banned for life. Yeah, it'd be be nonsense. Well, chances are it would probably be like Egyptian officials would actually be big Madonna fans and just let her come anyway. It's like, it seems so fucking selective, you know? It's like the countries that ban, like Saudi is like a dry country, it's banned um, uh, alcohol. Yet The Rock went there was hanging out with like one of the Saudi kings or a prince or something and tweeted, hey, thanks a lot. Next time I'll bring the tequila. But then yeah. quickly had to like take that off his Twitter because probably someone in the king's fucking kingdom was like, hey, you're not supposed to be drinking when you're in the in the kingdom with yeah. us. Like, But of course they're in there partying it up. They're fucking king. So, so they can do what they want, but the people can't. It's- <clears throat> Which is interesting too. I didn't realize like a lot of like, I think well, Prince did it. And other like, like uh, you know, people will get like major celebrities or uh, Jennifer Lopez will get a couple million to play for like an hour for these people. Have you heard of that? Yeah, dude. They're the ri- and, you're, and you're like, they're I the richest no- fucking people like, in the like, world. I had no idea, really, dude. They they do because they're the king. Like the king of Saudi owns the whole country. Yeah, he doesn't have to have like his taxes evaluate. Like no one knows how much money he has. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. It could be trillions. They're probably the richest people. That ever lived. Like, how much gold do you have in there? Like, Dude, you why do you think know. we're so fucking nice to them? Yeah, America seems to hate Muslims, or at least the president, but yet uh, somehow they're like our number one ally in Saudi. Yeah, money talks. When you got a fucking solid gold jet, we're like, oh, this motherfucker knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking interesting stuff. Uh, next, uh, on their podcast, they, uh, they were talking about of course they were talking about fighting it's an MMA one we gotta talk about that a little bit but they were talking about like uh, the testing and steroid testing steroid use right so we're watching the World Cup right now mm-hmm. it's in Russia we assume those motherfuckers are jacked up jacked up but you know it's like obviously it doesn't help with soccer because you got kicked out so that's how that works true um, but but you know with these fighters today they're testing them all the time all the time Eddie is that so, just in the States, right? Well, it's it's for different fighting organizations. So the UFC uses uh, has a company called uh, USADA. I think they're like they're not in a government agency, but they kind of just regulate drug testing. But they get these guys whenever they want, all the time. They can get you, wake you up in the middle of the night to you know piss in a thing they Mm. can just check you constantly and what they were getting into is like is this a bit of an invasion of privacy we're talking about freedoms here anyway right right but now this is your job at what point is it invasive does it is it really helping or is it like you know i mean the idea is that they're making it they're doing the testing so much Mm -hmm. that there's no way you could figure out how to cheat around it right but imagine if they said okay every morning at 10 o'clock we check your pee, that's it. At least you know. But then you figure out at 10.15, right after you pee, you can load yourself up with some roids. Yeah. And then somehow it's gone by the next day. Well, you've already cheated the system. So they try and take that out of there. But at the same time, it's not really, you know, they, these fighters have to constantly say where they are, constantly say where they're going. Yeah, that is pretty invasive. And there's a little anxiety, too. You still want to continue your own life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe you have a family. Maybe you want to do this and that. Well, that's a great but point. To, Some of them being... act. Imagine if oh, you yeah. had an audition. And they're like, but now you got to do this pee test at this time. And you're like, I got an audition. Yeah, I can't Just do imagine. I'm on set, yeah. Yeah. It's like, this, this is real. And uh, it's pretty brutal. It's pretty brutal for them to have to go through... And, and then they're still dealing with injuries as well, the tears and this and that. Dude. So it's like, you can only take so much, and then you got to keep on doing that. Well, they really should get, they should really be allowed to take that stuff when they're injured. I think that's when you should be allowed to. Yeah, you're going to heal yourself at least quicker, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, right? And maybe you'll heal yourself in a way you couldn't have before. 
maybe some of the the injuries were just too bad, and that's that's kind of how it goes. So even like with like the HGH stuff, that's that's often you can't do that too. Or? Well, human growth hormone I think is actually quite hard to test for. Uh, I don't know if there's a test for it. To be honest, they look at some other key factors that raise because of it, uh-huh. but that one I think that there's a way to take it in low dose. You just can't like dump testosterone and kind of any anabolols, uh, anabolic steroids in your system. Oh, right, as far okay, as I, yeah. I don't know a lot about it, to be honest. He was just talking about how difficult it is, and, and Joe was kind of on it. And I was just thinking to myself, wow, if that was in my life, I, that would be stressful. With everything yeah. else that you do, you're already a fighter, you're already trained all the time, you know, and now they're constantly trying to get at you. And especially if you're a clean guy that never does anything, you're like, for fuck's sake, man, leave me alone. <clears throat> you know, Let I me get on with it. I just watched something last night on YouTube, and maybe it's still with wrestling, but it's interesting. It was a, it was a girl transitioning to male, but she's been taking steroids the last two years, in high school. Mm-hmm. But I think she's been uh, undefeated the last two years, and so the, one of the commentators was raising a thing: how fair is it? Well. I'm just saying you're actually taking steroids so she's a woman fighting women and she's She's taking steroids to become yeah man yeah that seems unfair well yeah because I mean then everyone can take it right yeah you know and and I mean could you just be a guy and be like now I feel like a woman and just go smash all the women well that's what they were that's what they were going back and forth right but I was just yeah that that uh, does raise an interesting point but I'm saying if you're I'm just saying, if, if, if you're taking steroids, obviously you're gonna be you're gonna gain muscle yeah. and you're get that roid rage, you know. We're trying to figure that out today. I think we're trying like with these transitioning people. It's like hold on, because there was a fighter that did it. There was a man that turned into a woman, didn't tell anyone, and just smashed all these women. Oh really? You oh. fucked up, man. You can't do that shit. That's not cool. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not cool. Yeah, fuck. Who knows? They'll figure out something with that one day. Mm-hmm. Next up on Rogan's podcast was a really cool guest. Someone I didn't know a lot about. His name is Tony Rock. Now, he's a comedian, a very, very funny comedian. I have to look in some of his stuff up. And you can tell right away the way he just throws down his punchlines. Joe loves him. He's also Chris Rock's younger brother. Now, had you heard of Tony Rock, Eddie? I never have. Yeah, and it's, and it's almost a shame when you see someone of such caliber and obviously related to such a great comedian as Chris, who's one of the best, you know, go unnoticed. It's like, how much good comedy is there out there that we don't even know about? Thank God for things like Netflix, like bringing more of these specials to the forefront so that regular everyday Joes can watch it. You know what it reminds me of? uh, Charlie Murphy. Do you know who Charlie Murphy is? Yeah, yeah, of course. He went went over for years, and everybody knew him. Even Rick James knew about him, right? Mm -hmm. because Chappelle was doing stuff about Charlie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. And you put him on, and that's people are like, he has a brother? This guy's funny. But everyone knew it. Dude, Charlie Murphy. Everyone knew it. And then when he died, everyone was like, Charlie Murphy died. It was like, yeah. he's, been, he's been doing this for 30-something years. He's I, responsible I for maybe two of the funniest comedy skits of all time. <laughs> yeah. The Prince one uh-huh. with the pancakes, and of course, <laughs> the, the Rick, Rick James. James. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that was funny. Holy God, I can watch that anytime and it, it just yeah. fucking kills me, man. Oh, he's like, going, and Rick James shows up because he goes, hey, darkness. And he, goes, <laughs> darkness. And, he just, and he just bitch slaps me across the face and he's like, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> he's he's like, like, one of the five fingers say to the face. <laughs> Bam! With all of his rings, he goes, I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> and Charlie Murphy's like, his face, he's like, he's like going, man, I go, I'm going to, I don't care who you are, man. I'm gonna, and then when he shows up at his, uh, at his place, his new place. Oh, Tony and he's Murphy's. like kicking his muddy shoes yeah, on the couch. Yeah, just and he's like he drops. I don't know whatever. He's like clean it up, bitch. <laughs> he's like Dude, too he funny. Just, he just, too... This whole, he just decked out his new place and it's he, beyond he funny. Up. What made those skits so good too yeah. is not only Chappelle was perfect for acting in them and being that character that Charlie Murphy could be in it too the and street, be as good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but also the way that he would commentate like. He would kind of more more like narration. He would narrate over it, but like almost like he's like pissed off and like he, serious. Like he's still pissed. Yeah, about it. it was it it was brilliant. It was like such a nonchalant way. You're like, holy shit, is this story real? <laughs> yeah. And 
I heard Prince talk about it once before he died. He said something on the radio, and he was like, yeah, pretty much was true. And he goes, Prince was actually quite funny with it. He goes, yeah, I did. Some of our guys, we did make pancakes for him. And he goes... He goes, but it wasn't so much that I'm good at basketball. He's like, it, it's it's more that Charlie just sucks. And that was funny. Like, I really oh, like yeah. that. I was like, oh, shit, that's good. And he's like, yeah, he shows up on the court and plays. They're all in heels. He's like, damn, where's your basketball shoes? And he's got heels on. That's it. And they show Oh, dude, Duncan. that's too funny. Yeah. Well, obviously, they exaggerated some yeah, of shit. Of course, yeah. It's great. It's great. <laughs> hey, let me ask you. You still doing your smoothies? You, you know, get into this, you right? Know, yeah. In fact, I just went to the store. Oh, don't let me forget. Blender before yeah, you go. Be so I have a question for you. Uh, speaking What's about up? them. Uh, so today I put all my in the one juicer that I have, right? But I noticed that even putting all the spinach that I did and celery, I just feel like I'm not getting. I sure I'm getting the juice, but I feel like the nutrients are being wasted. Maybe it's my juicer. Oh, you you. So you're juicing, right? So you're taking out the solid material. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, there's not much in there. Other than cellulose, believe it or not. Yeah. Cellulose is like tree bark. Okay. It's undigestible dietary fiber. It doesn't do anything. Mm. It helps you shit. But they don't even know if that's even that useful. Interesting. Here's the thing. When you juice, you get all the nutrients in a nutrition blast straight into your system, 100 miles an hour. You know, it's probably more beneficial to to make smoothies. And here's why, from what I understand. Now, Dr. Rhonda Patrick is someone that always shows up on Rogan's podcast and is smart as hell. She uh, is a biomedical researcher, so she's always looking at the research. Well, number one, when you're having high-level veggies like that, concentrated veggies, kale and all those things, Uh you want to have fats with it. So you're either adding MCT oil, which is medium-chain triglycerides, or coconut oil, or maybe blend in an avocado, right? When you're doing a juice, though, you don't do that. It's just juice. Yeah. So all your digestive system is doing is like trying to absorb water-soluble vitamins, which a lot of them are not water-soluble. A lot of them are fat-soluble. So to be like vitamin B12, uh, just like, there's a lot of nutrition that requires fats and able to absorb it, right? So that being the case, you've got to add those things in also when you're doing a smoothie you get all that fiber it's chopped up so it goes through your system better Mm -hmm. but what that helps with is it slows down the digestive process because now you've got to digest all that uh, fiber so if you have some sugar in that's okay if you make your smoothie a little sweeter because your digestive is slower so you're not spiking your insulin these things are bad from what I understand but you can also then add some of the fats in it doesn't taste weird so so I would say, for the most part, if you can, stick with smoothies for consistency. But if you ever feel under the weather or you want to detox, like you're saying, like you want a couple of days where you really want to ease off yourself, then uh, do your juicing. Because that's when you're, if you don't feel well, you want to blast the nutrition in, but also do a little bit of fat. Even so much as just to melt a little bit of butter and, and have that with something. You know, because it's interesting because I was, I was... Uh filming the pilot swipe last week on Friday, but so I did three days in a row of juicing, right? And when I showed up on set, it was like, people like, I was like, hey, I'm looking okay. Everyone was like, you look great on camera. I'm like, wow, I felt good. I noticed my skin was shining and I looked healthy. Yeah, it makes your so eyes I, whiter. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's I, I'm like, oh, I'm like, a good little trick to know in the back of your little toolbox. In my mind 100%. going, hey, I know I'm filming this day or I gotta be, I gotta look good. I'm gonna juice for three days. Yeah, and then I look, you know. Yeah, that's like perfect. A million bucks. And then the other days, if you can, to get the nutrition and just do smoothies. It doesn't have to be every day. Yeah. But smoothies are good just to keep adding it in. I mean, uh, you know, they were talking about it. The um, so Tony's been doing it. Tony Rock has been doing it. Was talking to Joe about okay. it. I mean, you know, a lot of people are are doing that. You got to be a bit careful though when you're adding the fats to the smoothies, um, especially MCT or it will make you shit. Okay. All right. Yeah. So be careful. Uh, but be careful a lot, so a lot of these fighters, these these fighters in their diets, I'm sure they go on their little juicing stuff. They have their own little system. Oh, I'm for sure. sure. Obviously, they got their protein, but then they have their juicing. I'm sure they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. They gotta. Well, it's like everyone, man. I mean, yeah. look at Tony. He's not a fighter. He's a comedian, and he's he's doing it. I mean, it's just people want to be healthy these days. Yeah, they feel much better. They know we're joints. eating 
garbage most of the time and it's like it's like how does that affect you know how we live how we eat and and just looking at society and culture now i think tony's from new york but they were talking about chicago for a while uh-huh. and they were kind of talking about different attitudes of places you know like the comedy in new york is a little bit more aggressive like they nag on each other more give each other shit but yeah. there's like also a good Morality good like stuff. camaraderie whereas uh, is in la there's a little bit difference but then just look at that culturally so he was talking about chicago and how segregated chicago is Mm -hmm. right and you're from chicago i'm from the north side yeah yeah i mean i've lived there i lived there for many years i went to loyola university i lived downtown i lived wrigleyville like you know i i had a good chance to get a real feel for that city and it's no joke man there's a lot of segregation and that causes problems and, you know, just while they were talking on the podcast just a few days before their podcast, 28 deaths in one day. That's a lot. And what were you say? You were saying something well, before I was, we started. I, I was saying that I believe it was July 4th, especially when it's hot out, a lot of shootings rise. So I think there was about a, maybe 115, maybe 120 shootings right around there. And I think there was 15, uh, uh, 15 uh, deaths. You know, that doesn't include the stabbings and stuff. But it was just the hot weather, and you have all that stuff going on, and fucking drives people cra- crazy. Yeah, you know? I mean it's hot now. I'm not saying I want to shoot you, but I'm. I've thought about it. Yeah, like but heat the, the humi- fucking but makes the, it the nasty. humidity in Chicago, like in New York, when it goes up, like I think it was like a couple of weeks ago. My family, I think it was like a hundred, just over 105 degrees in Chicago. Jesus, can you imagine in the city? I mean, that would drive anybody yeah, nuts. Yeah, that drive you, you know? mad. And Do you think with all those murders, that makes for a lot of haunted houses? Oh, of course. In fact, I lived in a haunted house in Chicago. Yeah, I did. In Lincoln Park. For real? Yeah. Um, I saw me and uh, my ex-girlfriend and her friend, another friend, literally, it was it was right in Lincoln Park, right by DePaul University. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and we were just all going to school at the time, and they were redoing all these brownstones, so we lived in this one it kind of the, the main floor was all untouched and da da da. We had the second and third floor, but he had this weird vibe. It just had a weird vibe going on, and we saw. Did a, anyone talk about it being haunted? Well, we joked, my one buddy was like, "Nah," and then we saw a plate fly off the shelf. I just have the water fall, the the thing just go hot out of nowhere or cold. Um, in my room, I always there was a really strange sense of what going on, what was going on, <clears throat> but at the same time, you know. Um, even you know it was not too far from where they did Valentine's Day massacre. Ooh. Um, you know what I mean. So there was a bunch. There was a couple of bars that were haunted. Would like you buy a house that you knew a famous murder happened in? Uh, no, I'm gonna pass on that. Like actually. if it was, if it was, <laughs> but it, but I'm saying it's a great deal. It's a yeah. huge house, tons of bedrooms, amazing, straight up famous murder in that. Yeah, I'm gonna pass. You're gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. Yeah, that's kind of like. See, I don't think I give a shit. I guess I guess I would have to think about like when I have kids or a wife and like you know they got to live in it too but I just I'm not superstitious like that. I mean I it has to be in your mind, right? Uh, well the he was the the, the home Hey, great of, deal is a great deal. of the with the, with the Win- Winchester, you know that was what part of uh what with the Civil War and all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, the rich the, the that home that that it's um that mansion that's they've said that's been haunted. Little things Ooh. that will happen. This and that, and they sometimes they say it's a ghost from all the ones that were killed because of the weapons. You know, if you ever yeah. seen that. <clears throat> no, but in Chicago, yeah, yeah, there was a place at El Capone, the in Wheeling where I grew up at, uh, the French place. They said it was haunted as well. Do you know what I mean? French so, ghosts, the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, they're like going, hey, he's no, no. Hey, come on in, uh, make a crepe for you. Yeah, yeah. Look no, no, that was more in town. I but, don't know. Uh, I'm not good with accents. Uh, but yeah, no, between all the mafia stuff in the city in Chicago and all the other stuff, um, I can see that. Uh, I just whenever I've I've had another place where there was a ghost, and actually in Santa Monica, and weird things were happening, and the woman was like, uh, "Something going on." She said, oh, "Oh, you know, like nothing ever happened." But, you know, you just make your peace. You say, hey, I ain't going to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't have a lot of experience I know it sounds crazy, but I've had Yeah, but maybe it's true. It's easy to dismiss, right? I I didn't see it. 
you know, people talk about it and they fucking, they're really sure about this. And you can't just dismiss people right away. It's not fair. It's not a good way of communicating. It's, you know, it's kind of like the, like online trolls. You know, oh, if yeah. you come out and say something on like, oh, I saw a ghost. Oh, you fucking idiot. You don't, you know, it's like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. Number one, who the shit is like jumping on people's cases about what they think and being that negative only loses. Mm-hmm. There's no winner out there. There's no like, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson type character out there that also jumps on Instagram and says, "Fuck you, you're you're dumb." To people, they don't they, do it. They don't have, right? they don't have time. They're not people yeah. that talk shit online are fucking losers. There's no other way of looking at it. It's like the same thing when I think about this podcast, for example, right. and like making it, putting it together, and like if when anyone has said to me, "Oh, dude, oh, I think that's a dumb idea," like they were a hundred percent those people. Like even when they've been my friends, I'm like, "Yeah, but you have a bit of a loser mentality." Like this is why, like you haven't been encouraging. You're not gonna be. It's just like why. Why even jump on people? Like, look, you're an actor, right? So there's probably plenty of things that you've done or attempted to do where other people have been like, that's not going to work. And we already have the voice inside that says don't do it. Well, I'll I'll tell you one thing. It's interesting that, you know, I've done hypnosis, clinical hypnosis for over seven, eight years, right? And I've seen 300 clients, been on a TV show with it. I mean, it's amazing how people still, and I almost get tired of the conversation, but a lot of people begin like, does it work? And I'm like, well, coming in for a session, but they're like, oh, well, what, what am I going to do? I'm like, you're the one who's dragging me down. You're the negativity, which is interesting. Right. And then someone that they... What are they, they worried about? They, waking up with their pants off? or All that stuff. What do they think is going to happen? Uh, right you now? know, acting like a chicken, crazy stuff. Yeah, right. Uh, but it's interesting when people have like, okay, I'll come in, all right. And I'm like, come in for free, whatever. And then they do it and they go, wow, I feel great. I go, well, what did you expect was going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm just saying the negativity with that. Sure. When you come in, it's like with any kind of thing, right? Or even like going to see a trainer, like, I don't need to see a trainer. Well, do you know how to properly train? Whether, yeah. And whether you, you're you know what? You should. Or whether you're. You should be suspicious yeah. of some things, right? Yeah. Otherwise, we'd all get locked into a fucking pyramid scheme or buying, uh, you know, timeshares. Like, there are some things that are a bad idea. Of course, But you shouldn't be negative when someone's trying a new idea. They're trying something new. They want to work through it, even if it fails for them. It's like, give people a chance to do it. You never know, you know? I'm sure even when Joe Rogan started his podcast, people were like, well, that sounds stupid. Why are you even doing it? And now look, it's like the biggest, third biggest downloaded podcast in the world. Nobody's fucking laughing at him now. Of course. You know what I mean? And you can only do it by believing in that thing. And just bringing something interesting. And with that note, yeah. thank you, Eddie, for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Adam. Man, we went Appreciate on. That was it, like almost an hour. Flew by. Love it. Cheers, man. Pal. Thanks, brother. Thank you for and the coffee. fuck, we made it through the heat. And thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we got some more great uh, guests coming up uh, next week. Um, I believe another MMA one as well. And uh, that's it. Stay tuned. And love you guys. Cheers.